back to Tabletop Vagabonds. I'm Alex Wright, your GM. Yeah, that's right. We're not playing Dungeons & Dragons today. I am your Game Master, not your Dungeon Master, because we are playing something a little different. A little something I've put together based on the idea of one-page RPGs, which are these simple, quick RPG games to play with you and your friends. And if you guys are thinking of doing a quick, fun, simple one-shot, there's a fantastic website, rowanrookanddeckards.com. It's pay what you want, and you get to support some cool creators out there who are making some fantastic little one-shots, some which were good inspirations for what we're playing today. I am joined, as always, by the festive Amy. Hi, I'm Amy, and today I'm playing Tunkle, the pyromaniac Zvart. I'm joined by the dazzlingly decorated Dave. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, I'm Dave. Today I will be playing Drux, the two-time no-meeting competition winner at Zvartfest, and I am joined by the caroling Craig. Hello, everyone, and a Merry Christmas. I'm Craig, and today I'm playing Quee, and he <laughs> is a Zvart who may have gotten a little bit amorous with Bordock Bubba last night, Ooh. and I am joined by the sweeter than candy cane, Alex. <laughs> You're too kind. Too kind. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. I'm Alex, and today I am playing Doik, the Zvart who may give Volley a run for his money as Baldock's biggest superfan. Never. <laughs> and today, of course, I'm joined by the fourth wise man, Alex Wright. Who brought the baby Jesus a D20. I did. <laughs> I mean, I would rather that than frankincense. <laughs> <laughs> so today's a bit different. All the players are playing Zvarts, and we shall find out how Baldock Blubber saved Zvartmus. The name Taking the, the credits already. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, exactly. The guys have rolled at a d20 for their quirks, as you've heard previously. Our gang of Zvarts have the following stats in this version of the game. They have mind, talk, health, fight, and speed. Each one they've assigned either a d20, a d12, a d10, a d8, or a d6 to. If they roll the highest number on their dice, the dice then explodes, which means they get to roll it again and add that value to the current value they already have. I'm going to roll for the challenges of this episode, as today is going to be incredibly random. I don't know what's going on. They don't know what's going on. We'll see what happens. It's going to be chaos. <laughs> In true Zvartmus fashion. <laughs> Christmassy chaos. <laughs> So, as we get into it, let us begin this festive session with a very festive intro. T'was the night before Zvartmus, when all through the cave, there was dancing and singing, the Zvarts amid rave. Ooh. The party continued way into the night, yet as all things must end, the guests lost their might. Their yawns began creeping, their heads they did Ooh. fall, on pillows Ooh. and rugs, in chairs and cave wall. Come morn, the sleepy guests left with a grin. The darkness abated, the light had crept in. Once most had left, the Blubmeister did stir too. Bloodshot <laughs> eyes flickered open. A thought now struck true. Oh, Zvartmus disaster! He forgot, but now knew. <laughs> Shit, he exclaimed, sprite dust around nose. Zvartmus presence, I forgot. Who's helped to get those? With headache pounding, he looked around in dismay. Yet most of these guests had all gone away. His eyes they did fall on the remaining few. Too hungover to rise with the rest of the crew. Four little Zvarts, all curled in a sleep, were awoken with a kick and a promise to keep. To another camp they make haste and must go, a rival whose riches are famous all know. Through dark shades he commanded, Steal from Chief Nav, otherwise lame Baldock looks, and this we can't have. <laughs> well, that, that was excellent. phenomenal. <laughs> Bravo. Let's stop now. <laughs> 
And thank you all for listening to our yeah. special. We'll be back in January. Yeah, we decided to do a poetry podcast now. I don't think we can really top that. That was excellent. Great job, great job. Doik, Drux, Cree, and Tunkle, you are the last people to leave Bolduck's sweet-ass party. You've been awoken with a kick. Oi, wake up, wake up. And Bulldog is standing over you. Mohawk, not gel jet, who's been lazy, wearing a bathrobe, some short shorts, and flip flops. He looks like the Big Lebowski right now. <laughs> like the dude. Yeah, he looks like the dude from Big Lebowski. Bulldog? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember what we did last night, Bulldog? Because I do. Mm. All right, wake up. We have a problem. I need you all to break into Chief Nav's place. She has um, taken our presents. And I need you to go to hers. Otherwise, she'll have our presents because I got them and she stole them from me because she was using loads of magic and stuff. Presents for us? Anything for you, lover. <laughs> that sure sounds like a mighty tall tale there, Mr. Baldock. Are you questioning the high and mighty blubber? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. We'll never question you. All right, yeah, good, all right, fine, good. I mean, that's instant death. We all know that, right? That's instant death. So, you know, if you did do that, then... Hmm. And you see him just instant gently put a knife. Death. Instant death! death. <laughs> and David's character is killed off. Uh, so I'll just hand in my character sheet, yeah. <laughs> he draws a little map for you, and on it he circles an area and goes, All right, here's where Chief Nev's base is. Break in there. Get the presents that are totally mine that I got. She stole them because I totally got them and didn't forget. And then we can give them to my minion, I mean other Zvats, and we will look really good. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, I've never seen a map as nice as that. You're such a great artist. Hi! Oh, thank you, thank you. I did cartography cap. I also did calligraphy cap because, you know, got to catch them all, got to get those badges going. You're so talented. No, oh, thank you. Just another string to the old bulldog bow. <laughs> but Chief, how will we know which presents are ours and which are theirs? All of the presents you find there will be ours because she stole them from me. But don't worry, I won't send my most loyal Zvats out there alone. You can take, I don't know, one thing from my house, I guess. Hang on, I have a lost and found box somewhere. Um, can I take you, lover? He looks at you. Um, no, I have really important leader stuff to do. <laughs> Speaking of, any of you guys know Lesser Restoration? I have a killer headache and... Oh, no, all right, never mind. You uh, go in my stead. You have my blessing. I bless you. I'm enjoying just how ghosted you're being right now. I know what that means. <laughs> and uh, I've got my eyes on you, doik. You pull that again. That's my lover. All right. Stop flirting. Oh, I'm deeply unsettled by Cree. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. <laughs> Bolduck is completely ignoring you. He's coming back with a big box full of junk, stuff that people have left at his house from the party for the last three weeks. All right, well, everyone can take one thing from this super important mission box that I have put together for you. You literally saw him go around his house, just grab shit and put it into a box. Here you go, important mission items for my most loyal Zvarts. Everyone roll a d20. I've uh, rolled an 11. I get a wand that casts fireball once. Perfect. Why, thank you. I'm going to take this big match. <laughs> this will be great for lighting fires. <laughs> so Cree is going to get up. He's going to go stand next to Baldock. He's going to put his arm around him. He's going to go, I don't need anything from the box because I've got you. Um, I'm sorry. Do I know you? <laughs> yeah, you do. Do you not remember what we did last night? Because I do. <laughs> it was dirty. 
Are you sure you don't want something from the box? I feel like if you're going to go out there and die, I mean, save the presents, a box item would be incredibly helpful. These are very important mission items. I collated them myself. Well, I'm not going to turn down a gift for my lover. And he kind of puts his hand in the box. Uh, he's not even looking. He's just staring straight at Baldock. Puts his hand in the box and pulls out a pair of goggles. Oh, while he's doing that, Baldock's going to lean slightly over to Tunkle. And he's got a very powerful gaze. Is he okay? I don't really know him very well. <laughs> oh, okay. I figured you guys were friends or something. You're all huddled up in a big pile. I mean, we've had a fun night. That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> all right. Um, what, what, what do you get, Craig? Uh, I got a pair of goggles that lets me see through an object, but not people. I can see through walls, doors, clothes, and <laughs> objects. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They go straight on. That's a guy. Creed just starts staring at Bordock. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I got some goggles. Puts them on, kind of looks at Bordock and goes, oh, <laughs> thank oh you. He looks quite hench. Under this T-shirt, you see there's actually one of those straps that's holding in like a beer gut. And underneath a that, girdle. it's pure. He's got like spags on. Yeah, he's got like a spandex girdle strap that's holding in his beer gut. He's actually quite heavy underneath. But the girdle on the front has fake abs, so it looks for his t-shirt like his hedge, but actually he's just holding in that flab. Can I roll to see if I know that he's wearing a girdle or not? Roll mind. Eight. You can't tell. He's got like a cool belt on that maybe... Mm, okay. This might be the next fashion. Did he have the lights off last night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he always has the lights off and a t-shirt on. <laughs> so Cree looks at him and he goes, oh, second thing underneath. Well, I know what else is under there. Anyway, how about you, my good minion buddy, third friend, who I know so well and trust implicitly? Thanks, Mr. Blubber. I got this jug. Uh, it's got a little bit of beer still in it. And for mechanics, this is the jug of excess. Always has a sloshing sound whether there's liquid in the jug or not. If I name a liquid, it's able to produce it as long as it's one of the approved liquids, such as wine, salt, or fresh water. Oil, mayo, vinegar, beer, and honey. Didn't know mayo was a liquid, Alex. Yeah. Oh, that honey. is straight from a D&D item. I didn't make that shit up. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll go with it. Oh, we can have a party with that. I normally use it for, like, the vinegar and mayo. It, it, it's a nice condiment. And finally, you. Get a can of the super rare gear oil ale that has a little tag on it that says, Property of Osric. I, I don't know this, but was he here last night? I, oh, I hope he's no friend of yours. I don't actually know who that is. I think it was left from Zvartvest. I've not drank it because, you know, blood sustains this sweet-ass bard. Yep, my body's a temple. I'll frame it when I get home. Thank you very much, Mr. Baldock. You're very welcome, you. Anyway, I think you guys should be going now. We're fast running out of time before Zvartvest. And if Chief Nav keeps our presence, we'll look pretty lame. And that's not okay, so... There you go. There's the map. Use that. Okay. Break into her base. Steal the presents. Goodbye. I have important stuff to do. And he actually just walks back towards his bedroom with his robe and kind of just collapses on his bed. Important leader stuff. Goodbye. <clears throat> Cree has a little peek through his goggles as he walks away. It's just the most unsexiest image. <laughs> it's just someone who clearly has never really worked out a day in his life, is kind of sweaty, just flops onto his bed. Oh, I'm going to need a minute. Drugs and vomits. <laughs> Does anyone understand how to read this map? So, Mr. Christmassy GM, I'm going to yes. do my best to ignore really creepy people in this room. <laughs> I mean, and like, you're supposed to be the super fan. <laughs> I, I didn't understand 
<laughs> what Superman <laughs> meant relative, relatively in this, in this group. <laughs> I would like to try and uh, figure out what's going on then. Let's, let's impress this guy. Okay, so I have rolled for the layer that you guys are going to have to be breaking into. Everybody's going to try and read the map. Roll mind. I'm not very clever. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> Four. I've got good intentions. Ooh, I rolled a one. <laughs> Is this the end of the session? Cree and Tunkle, do you want to take a look at the map? <laughs> <laughs> I've rolled, but I'm not going to say what? what happens until these guys have found out whether they know where it is or not. She's not really into paper, except from for <laughs> burning things. Drux, you don't know it at all, but it looks kind of pretty. Doik, you believe that... It's really far away. Every millimetre on that map is probably about 50 miles. And that's a long way for us, Vart. That's a long way for anyone. <laughs> Bloody hell. Does he really think we can get that far in one night? I hear in Zvartsmus, the uh, time moves slower than normal. <laughs> Do you think we could get a sleigh? Maybe we could get some gnomes to ride and then eat them. That sounds like a nice evening to me. Oh, it does, doesn't it? Don't talk to me about eating gnomes. Oh, that's my forte. That's my jam. <laughs> Literal jam made from their bones. Oh. As he says that, Drox is holding his medals from previous Svartfests where he's won the no-meeting contests. And he just sort of gives them a spit shine. Right, we best get going. If we want to get back and make Mr. Bulldog happy, we best be on our way. Let's go! we got to save Svartmus. Maybe I'll get a medal. So with Doink... With... Oh, fuck's sake. With Doink... Doink? <laughs> Half the fun is just the names. Doik, you are going to take the lead and lead these varts into the wood. You're walking. This is an area you've been to quite a lot. You don't really go out past the woods, apart from to steal the occasional gnome or sildred that goes by. It's still scary in here. Big old trees. If this map is accurate, these trees are a mile big. A mile big. <laughs> It must be this way. I've never been this far from the cave. Does this X mean something? I don't know. It looks pretty. So you guys are going to keep walking for about five minutes in the direction that Doik has taken you to. Doik, you are convinced that there's no possible way you'll make it there before Zvartmus, probably within this side of the year and back. However, you start hearing some voices. They sound like Zvart voices, but a different kind of Zvart to you. They've got a little accent to them. So I decided that maybe we'll do another one more pass, maybe, and then we can head back to camp. She's getting kind of angry. Chief Nav doesn't like us being out past the dark because of all the spiders. Oh, Nav, she's the bad one. Oh, yes. Let's follow uh, those voices. Yes, that's a good idea. They don't sound like friendly smarts. <laughs> good idea. Let's go. Doik, lead the way. Are you guys all sneaking up behind them or to them and following them? Sneaking? Following them. I want to yeah. hide behind the really big tree. Everyone roll speed. Be nimble. Ooh. Cree rolled a two. I rolled a three. Drux got 15. Oh, he's pretty sneaky. Uh, Tunkle got six. Okay. You guys have managed to sneak up behind them. Drux especially almost looks like a little ninja as he rolls over unnecessary branches and does that thing where they crawl on the floor for a little bit, then go off behind a tree and be almost the exact shape of it. And you follow these Zvarts. They're just talking about their day. I don't know, man. Maybe we should think about some kind of democratic system. I feel maybe we should get a vote on things. Who gets the largest part of the gnome? I don't know why Slappin got it. Slappin got the really nice bicep and I got the weaker one. It, it, it wasn't fair. 
It sounds an awful lot like communism to me. Kree's going to like <laughs> elbow Tonkel, who's next to him. Hey, that Drux is good, isn't he? He looks just like that right big tree. Look at him. All those spins. As you say this, Drux is doing backflips through the trees. <laughs> <laughs> Show off. Fancy one he is. You follow the Svarts to a small lake. All right, you get the boat and I will get the paddles. Why do I get in the boat? I always get the boat. You go, I want to get the paddles. You get the paddles, the boat this time. Who's getting what? I don't know anymore, to be honest, mate. And they're just having a quick discussion, having like a little argument about who's getting what uh, on the side of the lake. Do you think we should get them? I want to have a little look at Cree and I go, first one to the boat gets Baldock when we get back. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I need a boat because I can't swim. And then Cree just starts running around looking for the boat. Doesn't know what a boat is, but he's looking for it. So you're just running, running out into the open. I'm going to sprint yeah. towards the boat. Okay. Uh, what's everyone else doing? Yeah, I'm following to the boat. If I see him start running, I guess I'll do the same. I'm willing to engage with them as well, if necessary. Okay, everyone who's running straight to the boat, roll speed. Eight. I got an 11. Oh, 15. Quicker than you. Yeah, well, I've already had him. <laughs> Joke's on you. Tunkle only got four. Craig, you don't know what the boat is, though, do you? Are you just following? <laughs> so what happens is, Doik says that to Cree and then starts running. So Cree starts running as well and runs in the opposite direction. And then when he sees Doik running determined, he changes direction and just follows and gets there just after Doik does. Okay, so everyone who got above a six makes it to the boat before the Svarts even realise. Who got less than that? Uh, I did. So you run, and then one of them's going to reach out and grab you by the arm. What's the meaning of this? What are you doing? Get off me! <laughs> I don't know you before. You're not from our camp, are you? I'm on a trip. A trip where? <laughs> where, where, where are you tripping? Trip to see you guys. Why? He's going to really slowly move his hand down towards the sword. Kree's going to jump off the boat and run over to Tonka's. All right, fellas. How are you doing? It's all right. She's with me. We're here to see your chief nav. I've got some right juicy gossip about bald up blubber. Upon saying that, they're going to look at each other. Both of you roll talk. <laughs> 14. 14. Damn. I'm not going to do that well. <laughs> Five. Five. Okay. Which on a D8 is not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Amy, roll a, one additional one. Additional D8. You've got one pass and one fail, so roll an additional one. Six. Okay. Both of you will go down by one on the danger counter. So rather than HP, like in D&D, they have a danger counter in this game, which starts at 10. And each time they fail a dangerous roll, they'll go down by one. And if they fight, they'll go down by more if they lose. And when it reaches zero, that Zvart is dead. So you're now both at nine. Oh, no. I want to start throwing things from the boat in there. <laughs> just random objects. Uh, sure, there's old fish that have rotted slightly. Just a fish head just comes flying over <laughs> Tonkor's shoulder. Can I use my jug to huck honey at them? <laughs> yeah. both of you roll fight for me and i roll for the zvarts fight uh i got a nat 12 on a d12 so i roll that again don't i roll another 12 yeah i get a 15 in total seems to be my lucky number tonight that's the third 15 in a row doik what did you get doik got a four which i think is my lucky number so doik your fish head is going to fall lamely at the floor um you are in a fight so you're gonna lose one danger as well i'm afraid oh you throw honey and it covers all of them and they get stuck. Uh, what the? Oh, this is quite nice. And they go from giving a crap about defending their camp to actually just enjoying honey and being stuck on the ground. And they start just eating the honey, unable to move. But being like, yeah, well, there are worse places to be stuck, I guess. Yeah, I suppose it's all right. And they're just going to eat the honey while stuck in some kind of strange, viscous statue. 
quick guys while they're stuck in the honey let's go i'm going to yeah hit cree on the arm and gesture to the boat and then kind of scramble off towards the boat as Tonko runs off, it, it's going to take Kree a second. He's going to turn. And as he starts running, he throws his hands in the air and he goes, Kree! <laughs> Dive headfirst into the boat. So are you all in the boat now? Yes. Ahead of you, in the middle of this lake, there is a small island. And on it, you see a two-svart-high palisade of sharpened tree logs. And in the middle, above it all, you see a rather large tent. Oh, what's that in the middle? Is that where we're going? I think it must be. Oh, that looks right nice. It's better than our cave. It is. Don't tell Bardock I said that. No, it's not. Our cave is warm and sheltered and nice to be in. A bit cold though, isn't it? Maybe we can move here. Yeah, it's a bit cold. But it's not when you're you're all cuddled up with Bardock. He's very warm. Oh, lay off it, you. (laughs) Don't be jealous, Dyke. He'll be mine next. (laughs) You have two options that are very clear to you all. You can moor up closer to the palisade with the risk of being seen, or you can moor up further away down the island with a less chance of being seen by the defenders. Let's go round the corner so they won't be able to see us. But that's a long way from the front door, isn't it? Yes, but I think we can sneak through the back. Oh, sneaky. All right, I'm down for that. Why not? Your small little dinghy will be moored up on some rocky beaches. You're still underneath the walls themselves, but it's not the side with the gates and the all the torches that are by the gates aren't nearby. You're around the back end of the camp now. So it's quite dark. It's quite dark. And without looking further, there's not an obvious entrance. Well, how, how do we get in now then? We still have to go around front, go in the door, innit? Maybe there's another entrance around the corner. What's it look like? I don't know. You tell me. Oh! Oh, I've got an idea. And then he like pulls his goggles down and he scans the wall for I don't know, any sign that it might be a bit weaker, maybe. Or does he just see straight through the wall? Roll mind. Roll mind. It's my bloody goggles, mate. Banging. I got an 11 out of 12. Whoop. You can see straight into the main hut. In the camp in general, there are some Zvarts hanging about. And you also see two things. One, a Zvart with a massive headdress inside of the main tent. And then at the back of the main tent, between the tent and your wall, you see a giant spider nestling on a pile of gold. Inside the camp. Inside the camp. And the wall itself, because you got so well on the mind, you can see that there is a section of the palisade that looks weak. Where is the weak section? One of the wooden logs looks rotted in front of you and to the left, right next to the main tent and where the gold is, but not behind it. There is a rotten section. Okay. Hey, I tell you what, that navy's got a right nice throne. It's better than Baldock's chair. Well, don't tell him I said that, because we kind of got a bit frisky on it last night. Right, that's enough of your lip. If you've been sleeping with him for one night, and now you turn around and give him all of this lip. No, I'm just saying I think we could do better for him. That's what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is I think that he can do better than you. Well, I think he can do better than you. You want to go? <laughs> Come on, then. Come on, then. How close to the edge of the camp are we? Alex? You're very close to the edge of the camp. <laughs> One second, I need to roll for the defenders to not hear you guys have a fight over Baldur's Blubber. <laughs> oh, they got a two. No one noticed you guys arguing about who got Baldur's Blubber. Anyway, look, Doik, I've got some important information for you here. There's a spider sitting on some gold. Mm, yeah. Oh, and there's like a wooden like panel that's a bit rusty. Did you call it rust? I don't know. Do you think I could set fire to it? 
Well, I mean, I think if you set fire to it, the whole thing might come down. Do it. Oh, it would go up in such a beautiful way. And these are only a half a mile high. They're not like those mile high trees. Oh, <laughs> do it. Burn them. But not, not the presents. We need them presents. Maybe we should get the presents first. Yeah, I think Baldark will be mad at us if we burn down the presents. A little fire might be useful distraction. Oh, that's smart. And then if we can move that spider out of the way, I can, I can take, I mean, <clears throat> we can take all the gold. <laughs> you did notice, sorry, just to be clear, you did notice, Cree, that there are guards around, so a fire might lead them away from okay. protecting the camp. He wouldn't think that. He's not that bright. <laughs> fine, fine, fine. Is it okay if I have matches? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You love fire, so yeah, sure. yeah. Kind of goes hand in hand with your quirk, so yeah, sure. Is there any um, like bushes or piles of wood? Yes. Yeah, so on the island, it's a small island, and on it there are bushes and a couple of trees. It's not been fully cleared away, so there are bushes except fire too, for sure. If I move closer towards the door, I'm going to light one of those bushes on fire. Perfect. Yeah, you can do that. Roll speed to not set yourself on fire while you do it. Fuck's sake. What did you get? I rolled a three. You rolled a three. So you do it, you manage to set the bush on fire, but it's quite mesmerising and you kind of get distracted by it while you're saying on fire. And next thing you know, your sleeve is also a catch to blaze. Oh, I love a fire. It's so beautiful. <laughs> ah! Oh my God. <laughs> Drux runs over. Oh God, oh God, oh God. So he just starts battering Tunkle to the ground. He's just trying to punch the fire out. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, both of you roll opposing fight. <laughs> I got a five. Luckily for you, you never do 20. I rolled a four. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, Amy, you're out of fire, but you do lose a danger point. Oh, Drax, thank you. I, I just oh. got taken away there. <laughs> that was close. I think I know how Cree feels about Bulldog. <laughs> no, you don't. So across the wall you hear, Panok, Panok, is that you? Yes, it's me. <laughs> this plan again. <laughs> okay, let's see if it works again this time. Roll talk. Oh, that voice was phenomenal. <laughs> yes, I think it's me. <laughs> Six. Six, six will pass. Okay, dead a fire. And you start hearing the word, fire, fire. If I could have some help. I'm on my way. The first Vart superhero dies off the wall. Uh, it's far too high. He lands, breaks his neck and dies. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the next Vart is going to use a rope and abseil down. Uh, I'm here, I can help. And then he quickly pats himself. Oh, I forgot water on the inside. I'll be right back. Hang on, just one second. He's going to start climbing back up the rope to try and get water. Where is all of this happening? Is this happening out front? So if you think of the camp as a circle, on one side of the circle there is an entrance. This yep. is on the other side of the circle. We're at the back of the camp, okay. You're at the back of the camp, yeah. There's a dead Svart just lying there with a broken neck. Who just yeeted off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another Svart using a rope to abseil back up into the camp. Oh. Set the rope on fire. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I it. like hanging out with you, Cree. Fire, fire, fire. That's literally your free, <laughs> that is your freeway into the camp. What the fuck? <laughs> no, we've got, the, we've got the, the, uh, the rotten wood. Yeah, the one you have to break or the rope that lets you find. Okay, yeah, you set fire to it. <laughs> Cree's having a great time. Are you setting fire to the rope? Sorry. Yes, I love fire. <laughs> 
You roll speed and I'll roll speed to see if you can set fire before he gets off the rope. If you want to do that. Are you trying to get it while he's on the rope? I don't care. <laughs> okay, all right. I think you'll get up the rope first because I only got a one. He got four. Yeah, so he's going to get up. I'll be right back. I'll get some water. And then next thing you know, fire just starts on the rope and it just starts going up the wall. <laughs> oh, isn't it lovely? Druck stands there, pats his hands and goes, a job well done, guys. Let's go home. Oh, and I'm a weak spot in the wall. Shall we use that now? Brilliant. Yeah. I hope that Baldock bought me some new matches for Christmas. Zvartma, sorry. <laughs> I forget about the rebrand. <laughs> I mean, the corporate sponsors of Zvartmas are really sticklers on that. But the corporate sponsor is Zvartfest, which Baldock invented. And that sounds like you're slamming Baldock to me. Baldock is very nice. He's a beautiful, beautiful Zvart. Look, I'm not interested in him like that. You <laughs> two can have him to yourself. You better keep it that way. All right, I got that memo. It's etched in my mind. Can everyone here who's not Cree roll mind for me, please? Ah, uh, motherfucking six. Three <laughs> for me. If you roll an eight or over, you'll know one inescapable truth. I didn't. I got an eight. About 80% <laughs> of your clan have slept with Baldock. You fucking what? <laughs> There's nothing special about Cree in the slightest. Everyone slept with Baldock. So where does that leave me? Actually, surely, <laughs> surely... I will say, though, that uh, if Baldock ghosts everyone the way he goes to Cree, then I've got a pretty good chance. <laughs> <laughs> Doik, I thought you liked the music. Well, it all goes hand in hand, doesn't it? To the door. Okay, so... There's a rope on the wall that is on fire. There is a rotten bit of the wall slightly that you guys are going to go try and break in through, yes? Yes. The fire is still going, right? Yeah, there's still a rope just on fire. There's also a bush just randomly on fire and there's a dead vart with his neck broken. Yeah, yeah. Is the fire from the rope going to spread to the wooden palisades? Um, probably not, in all honesty. That's what Tunkle yeah. was hoping. Me too. <laughs> Palisades don't set fire on that easily. You go to the rotten bit and you can see there is a bit that is weaker than the rest. It'll need some level of breaking, but you could get through. It's not as solid as the rest of the palisade. I can kick it. I think it's time for Drux to give it a good old punch. He seems pretty strong, doesn't he? He can always roll into it. Drux will give it a crack. Okay, Drux, roll fight. That's an eight. You punch it, it's starting to give way. You'll have to do it again. It'll take a bit longer or someone can help you. Ah, uh, I'm trying to get through it, but it's putting up a fight. I can give it another shot unless any of you guys got something. Let me kick it. Gonna give it a big kick. I've got a 10. Okay, so between the two of you, between kicking and punching just wood, <laughs> Drux's hands are genuinely just bleeding by the end. You punch your way through the rotten wood. Drux is used to it. Hiya! <laughs> as it gives up on the other side, as you break this, there's just the svart you previously saw carrying a large bucket of water, standing there really confused. There's a fire out there! I know, I've got the water, but what are you... Who are you people? Go, go put the fire out! We're the fire brigade. Oh! <laughs> yeah, roll, yeah. <laughs> roll talk. I'll let you to roll it twice, because Cree's helping you. So do I add those two, or just the highest? You'll add those two. Okay, seven. Oh, good, I, I didn't realise we started investing in... Social service. It's a good thing. I, I, have you heard about this voting? I, anyway, I better get the bush first. Okay. He's going to start waddling through and he goes up to the bush and just throws the bucket. Not the water in the bucket. Throws the whole bucket in the bush. <laughs> good job. 
We're safe now. <laughs> I'll stay here and make sure the fire goes out. And you stand staring at this bucket in flames. So just before everyone goes through the hole in the fence. Oh, Tonks, I've got a question. Why did you say higher to the fence when you kicked it? It made me feel stronger. Oh, higher. Higher. Punches the wood and goes, ow, it, it didn't work. Take some practice in, you know. Oh, all right. Quick, let's find these presents. Where's that map gone? Doik. 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 It's in my pocket. <laughs> Actually, roll mine for me, Doik. Doik can roll mind. <laughs> Doik, not very clever. Doik rolls a one. <laughs> <laughs> so, Doik, because the map said this was ages away. It did. Scale very big. So, the only logical explanation here is that you can teleport. Ooh, we've we got here very, very quickly. Too quickly. I think we teleported, guys. What does that mean? Teleport. <laughs> What's that? Means we were there and now we were here. Very, very quickly. Must have been Balzac trying to help us. I do that every day. I go from the one place to another and then I'm not in the place I was in before. I've seen you do it, Drax. Oh, me too. Can I teleport too? Whoa. Are we all teleporters? That's cool. <laughs> I'll do it right now. Drax walks across the courtyard a few feet and goes, Look, I am a teleporter. <laughs> oh, Drax, yeah. Pause, 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 pause. Okay, so you guys, just to clarify what's happened here, you guys turn up to their camp, set fire to a bush, a guy came out to put it out, went back up the rope, you then set fire to the rope, punched the wall, a guy came out, you said you were the fire brigade, he ran outside to deal with the fire, you went into the camp, the enemy camp, and then had a conversation for a while, which ended with one of you walking out <laughs> into the courtyard, <laughs> saying, I'm a teleporter or teleporter, and all of you just clapping. <laughs> Sounds perfectly reasonable. <laughs> 100% yes. That, that is exactly how this went down. And that was our plan from the beginning. Okay. And in that moment, about eight Zvats start appearing with knives out of every corner there is. From behind tents, from the ramparts in the shadows, Zvats start marching out, carrying spears. And you hear a voice as a Zvart with a large headdress comes out the biggest tent. Hold it right there. Who are you? And what are you doing in... Why are you clapping? What are you clapping for? We're the fire brigade. Yeah, we're the fire brigands. We came to put out the fires. Yeah, we came to put out the fire. You're the fire brigands? Yeah. <laughs> Nino, Nino. <laughs> Mary's Martmus. <laughs> fire brigades are festive. Drux, roll talk, because you're leading the fire brigade situation. Can I help him? Because I was like, just basically repeating what he said. Yes, Cree, you can help, because you are playing along. Ooh, I got a nat six, so I get to roll that again. Six, seven, eight, nine. Uh, so 13 total. <sighs> On a d6 rolls, and I got a 13. That's pretty impressive. That's amazing. See, we're the fire brigands. We've come to do the fires. Like, put them out and stuff. Maybe make some too. <laughs> I think there's been some kind of misunderstanding. I told B-Lip we will not be investing in the social Zvartfair system and that voting is off limits. It's okay, because it's Zvartmus, so it's on the house today. In the background, you do see the sky gets more orange as flames go off. <laughs> Ooh. I see you have a job to do, fine. 
I will let you on this one instance go outside and put out the fire. But I'm telling you right now, I will not. Oh, oh, don't worry about all that. That's absolutely fine. But we will need to investigate um, places where fires might happen, like uh, (laughs) big groups of boxes. So if there's an area where you have lots of boxes, we need to we need to check those because <laughs> fires can break out anywhere. Prevention is 70% of the cure. It is, Doik. And remember, Drugs, we need them to evacuate. So they need to leave so we can secure everything. It's very dangerous here. Have you seen a beautiful fire? Yeah, I mean, normally this service costs at least six children. Now we're going to do it for free. So, I mean, it'd be in your interest to let us do our work and, you know, check for fires. And it's today um... only. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck's sake. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So we'll just go on ahead and check those boxes. Upon mentioning payment in Sildred, the chief nav looks a bit nervously at, until now you've not paid them any attention because why would you? There are cages of the Sildreds and gnomes. They're humans. There's a Bajani in there somewhere. Um, okay, well, if it is free. Uh, roll talk again, Drux. Just this once, because I'm not, I'm not giving you uh, stacks on stacks on stacks. Oh, nat six. Uh, ten. Okay, well, if you feel that you have to review a place full of boxes, I do have somewhere like that. <laughs> okay, but you four. Four Zvarts come up. Escort them to the super secret. Present parlor. Right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to leave these four with my three buddies, okay? And they're going to be well looked after. They're not going to get in any danger. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to look after you, Chief. It's all right. Um, no. like, like, because, no, listen. Okay, I'm, I'm the professional. And I'm here to make sure that you and yours, Vance, don't get hurt. You are the professional. It's true. Exactly. Now, I think we need to get everybody outside. The caged up folk can stay they don't matter well obviously mm, barbecue exactly tonkle thank you you <laughs> might get a nice barbecue i'm gonna escort you outside i'm gonna stay with you to make sure that pretty helmet of yours doesn't get hurt by the fires and then when my friends say it's safe for you to come back inside i'll bring you back inside okay now and he just starts to lead her towards the entrance now come on don't be shy i don't bite i do nibble though <laughs> sorry you grab her by the arm do you put my arm friendly around her so as you do that, she's going to slap you away and pull out a knife. I don't think so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cause any offence, but I do recommend that we go outside for your safety. Doik is very confused. Can you roll talk one singular roll and that'll be whether she listens to what you're saying or not at this point? Yeah. I got a natural 20. Did you actually? You yep. actually fucking serious. Fuck off, you did. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. Can you see it? That is a nat 20. Oh, he said that 20s don't explode, or do they? No, 20s don't explode. What? Oh. (laughs) So sad. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't intend that to sound quite so heartbroken. (laughs) Okay, well, I guess... That was literally the only number that would have got this to work. Fuck you, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's inconvenient, and I'm sorry. Well, yeah, it is. It is really inconvenient. I was enjoying a nice lie down with a good book, but uh, you are the professionals. I tell you what, let's go lie on the bank of the river, and I'll tell you a story. How about that? Okay. Fuck's sake, sure. (laughs) (laughs) And then four guards are going to escort the three of you into the super secret present parlor, I think is what I called it. (laughs) Yeah, you did. (laughs) 
Yeah, super um, secret present parlor. Yeah, super secret present parlor. Oh, yes, the super secret present parlor. <laughs> it, it's the SSPP. Yeah. Follow us here this way to the uh, to the super secret present parlor. And they go inside the main tent where Chief Nav came out of. And you see, as you walk in, there's lavish things. Well, lavish for a Zvart. There's a really shiny looking spoon. And then there's a really nice looking leg bone and some gold, some random sprite tech devices and a painting of Baldock Blubber that looks... Oh, no, stop there. Stop right there. I'm going for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Baldock looking regal while sitting astride a a Sildred on all fours. Why do you have this? It's all part of the super secret present pile. It's all part of the presents. So, guys, I'm going to interrupt quickly. There are three types of presents that you can get, and they determine how many presents you get for Baldock. There's first level presents that are a D3. There are second level presents that are a D6. And there are third level presents that are D8. So all these items are in these big sacks, effectively. And some sacks look more enticing than other ones. Those sacks will be worth more when you do your final roll for presents at the end for Baldock, if you survive. Which evidently you can just talk your way into anything, so it's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's a sacks, there's presents in them, some bits you see, like the painting sticking out and stuff like that. So these are all the presents, these are boxes, I guess some of them are a bit more uh, kindling, I think it's called, or fiery maker, I think also they call it in professional circles. I guess you do your fire stopping thing now? These certainly look like a hazard. Yeah, these are definitely the sort of things that I was worried about. Uh, We'll have to uh, take these to the station for investigation. The presents can't stay here. This is flammable territory. Yeah, we'll have to take them out to the river to um, test them. Luckily, we brought our fireboat with us. (laughs) Yeah, if they can go underwater and not set on fire, then we're all good. Why are you saying this? Through the tent. There is an orange glow of the fire outside, and you hear as well, I don't think the bucket of water helped, just in the background being ignored. We should really sort out a training routine for your guys here to help stop this in the future. Chief Nav ordered that no presents leave this super secret present pilot tent. That's part of the super secret thing, is that people don't... But your chief also ordered us to do our job, and our job is to... uh inspect the presents and we need to take them to our inspection place look at that beautiful wonderful fire out there you wouldn't (laughs) want that to be in here it would ruin all the presents i mean what would your chief say if you let all the presents burn i'm a bit confused how your fire brigade people but there is clearly a fire and you're not brigading it I think you'll find we are (laughs) rolled rolled We are professionals. What do you know about it? I think you're fine. We're doing everything we need to. That's going to be a two. <laughs> you lose one danger now. <laughs> I think you need to go outside and deal with that fire now. The guy sounds quite distressed. You can hear him. I'm quite distressed. I'm on flames now. <laughs> My clothes are on fire. It really hurts. Can someone help? I, it sounds like he's pretty distressed. I think you should do your brigading outside. With respect, you're not an expert in this. <laughs> The Zvart Brigade for Fire is quite new. We're still working on our policies. One of your policies should be to put out fires. I mean, were you part of the committee? Would you like to join? (laughs) Okay, so I'll let a lot of shenanigans go, but you failed the role. There is someone outside. There's clearly a fire. We'll get back to this. We'll get back to this. And you start pushing you out the tent. You've seen the presence. You start pushing out the tent. We should go help the person on fire. 
Smash cut to Cree, who is with Chief Nav. And so then I said to him, I said, look, Baldog, I can't stay. I'm part of the Fire Brigands. If you keep me here, then all the other chiefs and all the other Zvart fests and all the other things might get set on fire. And you wouldn't want that, would you? And he's like, no, I don't think I'd want that, but I just, I've got to have you right now. And I was like, well, I know. And do you know what? He just wouldn't. He just won't let me go. Cool. Lose a danger because you're literally talking about the slap you slept with. Lose two danger. No, I never said, I said I was trying to not sleep with him. No, yes, absolutely. But you are with the rival chief giving them a tale about the fact that you were literally just with Baldock Glover. Lose two danger. Yeah, he had a fire. We go to all the clans. I get it. I get the rivalry. I speak to a lot of you chiefs. I do. In my line of work, I, I speak to a lot of the chiefs. And you've all got issues with each other. And I, I think it's lovely. I think it keeps the clans moving forwards. Do you know what I mean? Like you've got to have something propelling you. And it's nice. So let me get this straight. You're a cross-clan fire brigade? Yes, so we work across all the clans. We're kind of like a centralised unit. And we help right. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> Smash cut to everyone else. I just can't deal with that right now. <laughs> you see Chief Nav looking very confused, and we're just going to cut to everyone else for a second. I can't deal with that situation right now. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. And I broke the GM. The four guards have ushered you outside. The Zvart you saw who had the box full of water, who threw the box onto the bush. Clothes are now on fire, and he is just rolling around on the floor, trying to put out fire. There is a bush that has now caught fire onto the tree, so the tree is now also aflame. Help me! Oh, God, help me! All seven of you are just standing, watching. I feel like maybe you should help him. Uh, with the fire brigands, not the fire putter-outers. <laughs> Yeah, we just come and inspect fire. We don't put it out. Oh. <laughs> Roll talk, for fuck's sake. It's beautiful. Why would you put it out? We just come and tell people where fire will start. I want to roll their mind to see if that makes any logical sense to another Zvart. It doesn't. <laughs> it definitely much. doesn't. Uh, yeah, flat 10 on a 10, so that's... That breaks twice, yeah, so they got uh, 13. Um, that makes no sense. I'm starting to really doubt you. Do you know how to put out fires? All of you who are in that scene who are saying that that's true, you lose a danger. Can I just ask a mechanical question? So if I'm talking to someone and I go to zero, do I just snuff it? <laughs> well, actually, I think you'll find, oh my God, I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, and what it means is that they will stab you or something. Right. The way I see it is Vart culture in general is so erratic that you're always about a second away from being killed by another Zvart just because they're jealous of your shoes or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least that explains why we're being erratic too, then. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been practising for this role for weeks. <laughs> I don't see any water. You need to get some water to put him out. You, I, I really don't think you're very good at this whole job thing. You threw our water into a bush ten minutes ago. <laughs> the one on the floor. I was trying to put out the fire! <laughs> I don't think you want to be down there, mate. If you're not going to do anything... The Zvart just dies. <laughs> just, just, just dies. The Zvart is on fire and he just rolls around and he just dies. This is what we mean. Fire is not to be messed with. As fire brigands, our job is to educate people about the dangers of fire. This is proof that fire is dangerous. <laughs> oh, it's a practical, I see. <laughs> yep, it will be on the test. So um, let's go investigate those boxes again, because they look like they could set on fire any minute. This one, we can't do anything about this, but we can stop that one. Oh, I see. So it's not about putting out fires. It's more like fire prevention. That's what we've been talking about. 
I want to try something. I say to a couple of the guards, now you could try these. I pull off a bit of thread from my cloak and I go, these are fireproof bands. If you put these on, you can walk into the fire and not get hurt. <laughs> and, I, and I try and tie them around their hands and say, give them a shot. Okay, you roll talk, I'll roll their mind. I'm definitely Two. Two. Okay. Um, nice. You're going to lose that danger because you failed that. Second of all, they're not buying it anymore and they're going to attack you. He's going to swing for you, Drux. Okay. The way that combat works in this is that we're roll opposing, highest wins. The success number determines how bad it is for the loser, effectively. So I'm going to roll a three. I get an eight. An eight. So you succeed. We've won by enough that you can determine what happens. He'll try and stab you with his spear. As he comes at me with his spear, Drux was uh, holding out the ribbon to tie around his hand. He uses that ribbon to wrap around the end of the spear, take out his hand and run him through with the spear, hanging string on the end of it, but now covered in blood through the other side of the dead Zvart now. Drux is badass. Maybe we can put that onto the Zvart tree when we get home. <laughs> the second guard, because there are four guards. That's why I tried to get two of them to walk into the fire. <laughs> <laughs> the second guard is going to attack Doik. Me? <laughs> uh, eight. Can I defend with my speed? Uh, yeah, you can dodge with speed. Fight or, fight or speed for dodge. Doik rolled an 11. Okay, so you determine what happens. So he's coming out with a spear as well. Yeah. Doik is going to very dexterously dodge out of the way and put his hands to his ears and go... <laughs> and give him a little kick up the bum into the fire oh god okay the last thing he feels is a pain of emotional sadness as you mock him as you stick your hands to your ears and make that noise and mock him he gets a flashback to being bullied as a child before you kick him in the fire and he gets set flamed. wow god that's dark <laughs> that's dark uh, <laughs> you just go sorry <laughs> Tunkle you're being attacked by the other one they roll a three fuck's sake man <laughs> <laughs> this is a reverse from what it's like playing with you usually I got an 18 oh my god <laughs> what do you do you look at them and shatter them <laughs> you might not have noticed this until now because she looked quite small and unassuming but actually she's pretty beefy she's gonna uppercut him so hard that he falls into the lake <laughs> he flies <laughs> up into the lake Jesus. there's one spot left he was about to attack looks at what just happened and goes you're clearly some kind of elite assassination squad i'm, I'm done all right cool see you all right bye she puts down his spirit leaves i really thought your reaction was gonna be he looks at me says nope and jumps on the flames <laughs> 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 let's get the hell out of here drugs will run to go steal the presents are you all going to the main tent yeah Okay, you're all going to make it. While you're doing that, I'm going to cut to our little lakeside. <laughs> Hoping that our GM has managed to figure out what the fuck he's actually going to do with this While situation. While they're having a romantic conversation, yeah. where his heart is going to fly into the water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see. Maybe there's a good point to this cross-Zvart system. Maybe this is the first step to finding a greater peace amongst our people. Yeah, maybe. Or you could just ask me for secrets of the other chiefs. I don't mind. Yeah, let's do that one. That sounds pretty good. Let's do the whole secret thing. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So, Baldock first. He's very... Uh... Cree, roll mind for me, please. Yes. Eight out of twelve. You see in the background, a dead Svart is just floating down the lake towards you. <laughs> if you don't do anything, Chief Nav will see it shortly. 
Okay. He kisses her. I've got nothing. A really good way to distract Baldock is he likes a bit of a sensual dance. Increase uh-huh. that's kind of like sensual dancing around and he moves back. So he is now in front of the entrance. The chief has to turn around to keep their eyes on Queen. And this is what you want to do. Oh, it really gets him going. Roll speed to see if, if your footwork is interesting enough that she's not going to turn away and look at the lake again. I got seven. Oh, I see. Maybe you can show me how this is done. Absolutely. And he starts moving his feet and his hips. You've got to really get into it, you know, really sensual. That's how he likes it. And we're going to cut to everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what this scene is anymore. <laughs> it makes me really sad that the people listening cannot see your face right now. Oh, just the sheer... just It's sheer happiness mixed with exasperation. Like, this is not what I had in mind at all. No, it just reminds me how little control I have in what people do. Right, okay. <laughs> A good lesson for life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Okay, guys, so you have got to the main tent. There are a few guards around. Most of them are now on the ramparts, and they're not really paying attention to you because you are the fire brigade slash brigands. (laughs) There's still a fire in the sky. Some of them are watching the fire still, thinking, oh, yes, just wait. The brigands are going to do something about that shortly. And you can go into the tent pretty much unimpeded at this point. Uh, We need to get all of these presents away from the fire because they are a flame risk. Yes, let's get them to the boat. Yeah, let's do that. As you go into the tent, there are these bags of presents. You're just going to help yourself to the presents and grab as much as you can, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be... Sh- fire I'm- risk. <laughs> as I'm moving the presents, I'll be shouting it occasionally, flame risk! It's a flame risk. <laughs> Even though no one's there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of you who are doing that, roll mine for me, please. Oh, I'm not very clever. Ooh. That's a seven for <laughs> drugs. And we got about five. I got nine. Is five included? Yeah, five is included in that. We'll notice that these presents are pretty good, but they're not the best. And there is a giant sign above a door that says, super awesome presents this way, and a big arrow pointing at the door. Oh, that looks like a flame risk too. (laughs) Yeah, better check them. (laughs) Takes the sign instead. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh my God, that'd be amazing. If you have pilfered all that's there, all of you will have... Three level one presents. Three each or three total? Each of you have three D3s, effectively, to, yeah. for your Lovely. present roll at the end. I'll move through to the, to the other room. You reach open the door, it opens. First thing you see is this pile of gold. There's a gold statues, there's other races' money, there's gold plates, all this shiny, exciting... I mean, this is where the real presents are. And that gold sheen takes your attention for a second, and then you see something above it, a black shape, which slowly stands up, revealing that it is a giant spider. We, we should have known about this one. <laughs> I know I'm not there, but I did tell you there was a spider standing on gold. I don't listen to people who sleep with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> He's not there. You can't hear him. I say to no one in particular. <laughs> in terms of things that can be easily pilfered, yeah. It's pretty much just the gold, because the statues are probably all too heavy. Uh, no, so they're all small statues, so all of it can be uh, taken. Okay. You notice that just below him are the most exciting things, the really juicy presents. The ones on the edge you could probably run in and grab. Think of it like three circles. The outer circle, the middle circle, and the inner circle. Yeah, levels of danger. Yeah, exactly. The outer circle of presents, you could probably quite easily make a run and grab something before the spider gets you. The inner level would be a bit harder, and the top level, where the really good stuff is, you cannot do that unless you somehow find a way to get rid of that spider. It will kill you. 
Is this the only way in and out of the room? Yes, there's just this one door. Could the spider fit through the door that we've come through? No. They've made this room inside this tent, but they've made this room as though they put the spider and then built a room around the spider. What are these guys playing at? What have they got this in here for? I don't know. It's real weird. I've got an idea, though. You know how gold doesn't burn? What? I do know about that. (laughs) And with that, Drux is going to go absolutely hog wild. And uh, in his jug of excess, he's going to create loads of oil and throw it at the spider and say to Tonko, Tonko, I think it's time for your fire stick. Drux, this is the most romantic thing anyone has ever said to me. <laughs> Drux winks at her as he throws the oil on the spider. It's unending, isn't it, from memory? Yeah, yeah. Unending <laughs> amounts of oil I'm just throwing on this spider. <laughs> While you're doing that, can you roll speed for me to try and dodge its legs? It's going to sweep its legs in through the door. Its leg might get in. It's a seven. Uh, that's not going to be good enough. You are going to lose a danger. While you're throwing it, you're agitating the spider and he's going to try and reach for you and its leg does hit you a few times as you're doing it. I'm going to throw a match first, but I will have um, got my big match out as well in case I need it. You throw the match in and yeah, it's going to set the oil on fire. Yeah, it's going to set the oil on fire. <laughs> oh, wait, this is the best thing ever. This is the biggest fire you've probably ever done with your own hands. <laughs> I think Bulldog knew this was going to happen. I think this is my Zvartmas present. The oil goes up the quickest fire you've ever seen, any of you have ever seen, almost explodes out the door. I'm going to need all of you to roll speed to dodge out the doorway as the fire inevitably has one way out and it's going to oh go flying back at you. Uh, 12. That'll do it. Five. That does Six. not do it. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who got below a 10 is going to lose two danger. Oh dear. I'm bloodied. As the fire comes flying back at you and sets some of your clothes on fire. Oh, ouchie. Oh, oh, ow. And you'll have to uh, roll around to save yourself. I start punching Tungle again (laughs) to put out the fire. Both of you roll opposing fights. I got a five. I got a 16. Wow. You resist him so well. He does put you out. It's lovely. But in the process, drugs, you actually lose a danger because he hits you really hard. Ah. (laughs) Sorry, sometimes I don't know my own strength. No worries. As drugs hold like his nose bloodied. While this all happened, there's been a huge screech as the spider dies and curls up its legs and burns to a crisp. (laughs) No worries, guys. I wasn't just planning on setting this place on fire. I've got a backup plan. I'm going to roll for the guards quickly because that was a very loud noise. Uh, Yeah, okay. Sorry, carry on. I'm going to use the jug of excess again to attempt to put out the fire with uh, wine. Uh, yeah, you can. I mean, the fire has exploded outwards. You are standing in a burning tent. <laughs> I had this realisation earlier that this jug surely put out all of the fire that we've ever caused with unlimited water, and we've just chosen to use everything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm well aware of this. You actually could be a very effective fire brigade. <laughs> <laughs> I realised it about the time we let the guy burn to death. <laughs> I need you to roll again speed to release before you get hurt, because you have literally set fire to the entire building you're in at this point. Yeah, that's cool. If you don't roll it fast enough, everyone again is going to lose another danger oh 12 12 going to do it that's fine a never-ending spurt of wine <laughs> now fills the room in this mix of fire oil red. is it red or white wine uh red i'm classy you hold it i'm assuming somewhat like a fireman in his hose but it's a jug that's entirely what i was envisioning yeah yeah and you spray it out and you put out the fire around you i mean by the time it settles the tent itself is gone you're standing in the remnants of the tent and the room itself is burnt away because it was made of wood. <laughs> and there's just gold, bit of tent. 
odd items here and there. And around you are other tents. The sky is quite orange. (laughs) (laughs) This will be easier to leave now. And there are guards on the ramparts looking at you incredibly confused. I immediately run at the best loot. It's a fire risk, guys. It's a very dangerous tent. As you guys have completely worked your way through any of my challenges by the sheer ability to set it on fire, (laughs) (laughs) um, you guys can get all the loot there is. Congratulations. You will get three level three presents and four level two presents and five level one presents each. That's a lot of presents. That's literally everything. You're going to hear from the ramparts, they're stealing the Zvartner's presents! They're stealing the Zvartner's presents! And that's going to start echoing among the few remaining guards there are. Just taking them somewhere safe. We're inspecting them for fire risks. Are you shouting that back? Have you seen that fire? I'm just going to fully run for the boat. Doik and Tunkle, are you following his running or are you trying to persuade? It's going to take me a second to watch him run and I'll be like, nope, I'm going to. (laughs) Carrying all the presents took to my arms. It's a fire (laughs) hazard. It's a fire hazard. (laughs) And and Tunkle's like, look at the fire over there. You don't want that. And then she's going to scramble off. While that's happening, we are now going to cut to our peaceful scene on the river. That fire went up. It was incredibly loud. What in the nether have you guys done? And she's going to start running towards the camp. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, sometimes you've got to cause more fire to put it out. I know it sounds weird, but that's just how you... You've heard of the term fighting fire with fire, right? (laughs) And this is where it comes from. You roll talk, she'll roll mind. Oh, that'll be a 17. (sighs) Mate, you're not going to believe it. She got an 18. Oh, that's very convenient, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, mate. She had a d20 (laughs) on her mind. It's one thing she's good at. That's not the same, even I know that. And she's going to swipe her dagger at you. You lose a danger. Well, why are you attacking? I've been here with you the whole time. You're clearly in league with Baldur Blubber and frankly kind of obsessed too, really. And she's going to attack you. I told you his secrets. You didn't tell me any secrets. You just kept telling me what kings he liked and what he did in the bedroom. He's a frisky guy. <laughs> I haven't heard the word frisky in so long. I got a two. Uh, five. So I succeeded by three. Yeah, you lose one danger counter. So she's going to swipe you with her knife and it's going to cut you across the chest. Right, look. We can stand there and you can keep slicing at me or we can go figure out what's going on. I like the slicing plan. I'm just going to try and slice you again unless you do it. I'm just going to run away. Roll speed and she'll roll speed to try and chase you. Nine. Two. In an old-timey film style with her knife over her head and she chases after you, you manage to get away. Which way are you running to? Back towards the boat. In the way of the camp or down the river? Uh, down the river. Perfect. You will then catch up. This is where our two timelines merge. And you both, <laughs> such great narrative, so well planned. You guys are going to run almost into each other. And you run exactly where the boat was, except the boat's not there. Cree, what have you done with the boat? I haven't touched the boat. Who was the last one out? Doik. Oh, God, where's the boat? Is this just payback? <laughs> you see in the distance, and there's just a Zvart paddling onto the level going nope 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 i'm done nope not worth it nope uh, nope absolutely not don't want to get set on fire oh, killed nope, nope. and he's going to start paddling to the shore he stole our ride off here so is this an island or is this just the other side of a river it's an island it's a small island in the middle of a lake um did you guys get any presents that we can use as like a breathing apparatus i didn't open them all we can't open them well we have to it's not smart must kill tomorrow Cree. But what if they've got a vow to redo? We can use it as a breathing thingy. Cree, roll mind one more time for me. Because you might have seen this on your way out. Six. Six would be enough. You did see boats 
at the entrance of the camp, like on the shore on the entrance where you would have, you know, where, where, where all the other Zvats were sitting. Yeah, because I'm about to say at that exact moment, you're about to be caught up with about five Zvats from the camp and Chief Nav running wafty with a knife. She rolled so badly, it took her this long to catch up with you. Oh, shit. I forgot about them. Uh, follow me. And I run all the way around the camp <laughs> back to the beginning the long way. I guess I follow. I can't see any other options at this point. Everyone roll roll speed and I'll roll one for all the Zvats following from the camp and one for Chief Nav. Oh my god. I rolled a one and then I rolled a two. <laughs> oh, sick. Cree rolled a one as well. Oh, did he? Okay, so yeah. Cree, you're going to lose both actually. And while everyone's running, you're going to get jumped by Chief Nav, who's going to stab at you, so you're going to lose a danger for that. And you're going to lose to the Zvats who came from the camp, so you're going to lose another danger for that. This all factors into the plan that I was setting ahead, which was basically, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was planning on leaving Cree for dead. <laughs> Cree figured it was probably going to be a sacrifice. Cree, I'll allow you to roll fights to try and break free as they're grabbing you and kind of stabbing you. Have they grabbed me now? Yeah, you didn't get away fast enough. They grabbed you and stabbed you. And you're fighting against two people. So I'm going to roll two dice. So that's five plus eight. six, seven, eight. Ooh, it's eight. Defender wins. You break free. Oh. I rolled a d6, which was a six, and then exploded into a two to give me eight. So what I'm going to do is, can I kind of break free? And then, because I know where it is, can I duck through the little hole in the fence? So you're going to go through the camp rather than round like everyone else? Everyone was running around the outside of the camp. Yeah. Or that's where I was leading them. So I'm going to cut through the camp. Yeah. Through the hole we made earlier. You run that way. You jump over a crispy svart. And then a Zvart with a broken neck, and then the murder scene that happened afterwards. <laughs> Through the fire, once you get to camp, I need to roll one more speed. All of them are chasing you rather than the other guys now. Okay. You were the one who was behind. Three. The group gets two, and Chief Nav gets five. So Chief Nav is going to catch up with you, make another swipe. You can lose one more danger, but you're still running. <laughs> can you please just die? <laughs> no! And he just sprints across the courtyard towards the entrance. Rest of the guys, can you roll speed competitive with Cree to see who gets the boat first? Five. Thirteen. Eighteen. Oh, okay. Oh, God, Doug's going to leave me. Okay. (laughs) You run around the camp. It's not very big. There are boats moored at the front entrance. You see them. There are about four or five little small dinghies. You get to them. You're not being chased anymore. They all seem to be chasing Cree. And you get to the boats before him. What are you doing? Get in the boat and cast off. I'm going to get in the boat, and when everyone else is in the boat, I'm going to shout, let's see who sleeps with who now, Cree, and just push off. (laughs) (laughs) Wait for me! Wait! I'm going to immediately try and cast off. (laughs) Well, loophole, because the GM said boat four or five, so I'm going to jump in another boat by myself, splash with my hands, doggy paddle out the side to try and catch up. Wait for me! The three of you are out towards the lake a little bit. It's very slow because these are paddle boats. And then you will jump in a boat. Can you roll one more speed for me to make sure you get that boat out before the guys who are just behind you get you? Eight. Okay. Chief Nav, three. The guys, five. You're fine. As we set off, this wouldn't affect Cree's boat, I don't think. But once we're off... I pour oil on both the other boats until he <laughs> just set fire to them. Yeah, the big match time. Okay. You said that was a firebolt. Yeah, what are you firing at? Not Cree. <laughs> at the other boats and just generally a little dock we saw, the little jetty. Tunkle doesn't feel as strongly about Cree as the other two do. Uh, she just didn't want to be left behind. <laughs> she... 
Tonka is going to reach out her big match and light it on her leg and then fire at the jetty and the other boats to which they will set into flames, avoiding Cree. In 20 foot radius, it'll do it. So the fireball hits the jetty and sets all the boats aflame. <laughs> Look at that beauty! <laughs> As this firebolt flies past Cree, it's going to drop and hit the deck. Like you're flinging fire at me for! You missed one! And then he turns around and looks at the boat and he's like, Yeah, Tonkal! <laughs> this is the best day of my life! Smart mess, smart mess, smart mess. Chanting on the boat by himself, and then realizes no one's paddling and he's getting left behind. I was expecting the world's slowest chase with uh, Chief Nav and her guys, <laughs> but uh, they can't. As you are paddling away, you look back, you see the shapes of Chief Nav and her minions get smaller, and the orange glow and fire behind them get bigger and bigger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you guys make it to the other side of the lake. You disembark. Are you waiting for Cree? If he's right behind us, I guess. He so. is, he is. He's a bit slower. Yeah. Than he, is. he can help us carry some of these presents. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Doik? You did good today. I think it's your time to make bunk with the Blubmeister. And that's where we'll end up. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, so Cree, you disembark and you see your teammates all with these huge sacks of presents. And gold. Come on, give us one of them sacks, I'll help you carry them. Let's get these back to the Blubmeister. No, it's okay, we can manage ourselves. Thank you, though. Drax, do you think we could set fire to these big trees like we did to the island? I mean, probably, but do that after we've gotten these uh, back to the Blubmeister. You promise? It's a Svartmas promise. Oh, goody. (laughs) Okay, so you walk back through the yew forest. It really wasn't very far from your camp at all. <laughs> I've been pouring oil out of my tankard the entire way okay. as a sort of a Zvartmas surprise for Tunkel. You guys... <laughs> Jesus. You guys... <laughs> Zvart, actually, this is. <laughs> you, you get to your cave, your clan's cave. You get to the... The wooden door. You get to the small wooden door. You see the crack in the wall and immediately push back a bush to the small wooden door, knowing that that's the proper way in. Drux, yeah. are you still going to keep pouring your oil into the cave? No, no, no. <laughs> and they all died. <laughs> no, dr- no, no, no. Drux was stopped 10, 15 feet short of the cave entrance. Shake off the tankard. Drux, can I put a match in the, in the tankard? Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, It'll be a lovely fiery treat. Uh, that sounds like a great idea, but I'm kind of attached to the tankard. I've got a surprise for you. Throw a match on the ground there. She's going to do it. And with that, you see Back to the Future style, a trail of fire <laughs> just goes out and then just sort of erupts a tree into a blaze. You know what, right? <laughs> right. So right, right, right at the beginning of this podcast, right, when you're on the bus, there was a whole segment I planned of the you would and its healing properties and how you can get basically free life potions on it. <laughs> you skipped all that. And now in some kind of ceremonial, we revisit the beginning again and you just set fire to the fucking woods. <laughs> This is a metaphor for the beginning of this podcast. But don't you think it's so twinkly? Oh, it's so pretty, isn't it, Tunkle? All the yew trees, which are incredibly tall trees, by the way, are going to just burst up into flame. And you've set fire 
and not all of it right now, but it's definitely going to spread, the entire you would. Yeah, yeah, this is the best. <laughs> and Tunkle's doing a little dance, jumping around, high-fiving trucks. This is magnificent. Mary's vat, that's Tunkle. If this was a Christmas film, we'd have the camera behind the four of you. The orange glow of the forest just burning away. Screams from animals as their home is destroyed. And then the credits would roll to some nice Christmas jingle. I imagine it like the end of Fight Club when uh, the building goes down. Where is my mind? Exactly. Where is my mind? When there's the outlined shapes of you, you just see Cree reach out his hand for Doik and Doik slaps it away. <laughs> As everything fades to black, you just hear a crack as he opens the can of gear oil, takes a sip, goes, oh, this stuff is awful. Pours it on the fire. <laughs> we pause there, it fades to black, and then immediately fades back up. You see Bold up behind you, beer in his hand. Oh, hey, you're alive. That's good. You guys having a barbecue? What is this? No, never mind. I don't care. <laughs> so you guys got the presents for me then? Oh, have we ever, sir? Keep it in your pants, Dyke. Oh. Everyone roll all your presence dice. I have a number that you have to beat, but knowing that you've got all the fucking presents, unless you roll terribly, you will beat it. So do I get a portion of these presents that I've carried in then? That's a good question, guys. Um, I... No. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll let Dyke have mine. I'm keeping mine. <laughs> I say mine. I don't really have claim to any, but... What dice is each level? So level one is a D3. Level two is a D6. Level three is a D8. My overall total is 44. Okay, you will pass for sure. Doik just opens his bag and just tips presents at the feet of Baldock Blubber. Oh, you've done really well. Oh, is that, is that a painting of... I look good. Oh, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Just keep it coming. Oh, yeah, shake it out. He stands next to it. In the picture, he's incredibly ripped. And he looks down at his own belly and slaps it. Yeah, it looks exactly the same. Yeah, nice. All right. Um, I got 47. Fool, you will also pass exponentially. You will fail if you get less than 30. 39. You will also pass. Technically, I've rolled nothing, so. (laughs) (laughs) But what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Baldock and go, Baldock, I let these guys bring my presents back. I'm just going to shoot him such a dirty glance. (laughs) (laughs) Because what happened between you and me last night was the best Spartmas present I could have ever asked for. Mm. Baldock is going to scratch his butt and then... He's going to pull out a knife and just stab it straight into your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that would happen. And you're going to fall down dead. Who was that guy? I don't know. It was great. Doik is going to jump right into where his feet were. I'm here now. Ooh, look at all the presents you got me. All right. So many presents. Ooh, that's a lot of presents. Yeah. Wow, these are amazing. Take them into my home, but be quiet and sneaky about it because we don't want them to know what they're... Presents for Svatmus would be. That's why, not because I don't want people to know that you got them. It's the Svatmus thing. Yes. Of course, Chief. Anything you want, Baldock, Mr. Blubber, sir? Good, good, good. That wasn't a friend of yours, was he? Oh, no, no. no I never met them before. Oh, right. I have no idea who he is. <laughs> He's going to keep walking in. And you're going to take the presents to his room. You set them up in his house. He directs you to set them up in a corner beneath this tree made of bones. He gets you to set up all of his presents. While he sits on a chair with his feet up, munching on some food, he keeps randomly giving you orders and directing you while you set up the presents in exactly the way that he wants them to look. 
Is this your private room, Mr. Blubber, sir? Oh, yeah, it's just one of the many hangout zones, man, where I like to kick and chill. Oh, it's really nice, it is. Oh, uh, yeah, it's pretty sweet, it's pretty sweet. Do you guys want to hear me play one of my songs while you... Oh, my God, I'd love nothing more. <laughs> I'll shoot you a luck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I would enjoy that, but not as much as, uh, as Doik. Not as much as me. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, I mean, all right. I'm going to roll for his speed to see how good he is this hungover. Yeah, he uh, he sings a very beautiful cover of Oh, I wish it could be Svartmers every day. And we will fade to black at that beautiful image. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that we've left Doik with Mabalda. <laughs> Tuncle and I have gone to go stare at fire. Yeah. Congratulations, guys! You have saved Zartmus. Yeah, yeah. Zartmus. Uh, hang on, you guys didn't save Zartmus. I, I did. I did that. Remember how I saved it? Not you. Oh, so, so, sorry. Sorry. Yes, of course, man. <laughs> um, there's a little outro for this to round up the story. I'm excited. If you guys want, shall we do that? Always. Shall we do, a, do a little outro. Yeah, do a little, yeah. little outro. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. And so they brought the presents, gold and the goodies to the mightiest of heroes to abate all his worries. Blubber thanked them in turn with a promise to reward. And something more, eh? Yeah, and something more. Blubber, <laughs> Blubber thanked them in turn with promises to reward, winky face. Yet his real plans are more untoward. He heading outside his tribe to face. I have saved Zartmus, he bellowed. Chief Nerv, a disgrace! I snucked and I sneaked, and I fought and I fight. To bring you your presence, it is what is right. The presence he threw out into the crowd. The cheers, Baldark, came all so loud. A merry old Zvartmus they all did have, celebrating their day with a grand gnome kebab. <laughs> Yet Baldock's job was not done. One thing left to do, a hidden mission you see, so nobody knew. That very night, as the Zvarts lay asleep, his saviors their secrets they had to keep. He snucked and he sneaked, he stabbed and he slit, so no one would say it wasn't Baldock who did it. He was the saviour of Zvartmus, that all Zvarts know. And the four forgotten Zvarts, their bodies buried in snow. Cree <laughs> <laughs> feels a little <laughs> bit better. So yeah, by the end of it, all of our characters die. <laughs> I think we deserved it, to be fair. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I knew we wouldn't get credit. I didn't expect to be murdered in our sleep. Alex, can we just get some confirmation? Did Doik achieve his goal? <laughs> Doik did achieve his goal. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he was so persistent that Baldock just kind of rolled with it that night. And then <laughs> he was actually the first one to have his throat slit. Baldock did that thing <laughs> where he woke up, <laughs> looked like he was stretching, but just grabbed a knife and then slit Doik's neck while he was lying on top of Baldock's arm. He's already completely forgotten um, <laughs> at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who are you again? Uh, just cuts your neck open. <laughs> at least Doik died happy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Doik didn't wake up. Doik died peacefully slumbering. A big smile on his face. <laughs> I choose to believe we all died sleeping, right? Cree didn't die sleeping. Cree got <laughs> I can confirm that everything we just heard was, in fact, Arya canon. I will. <laughs> <laughs> what, including the woods having burned down? Including the new woods being destroyed. <laughs> uh, oh, that is so good. That was absolute chaos from the second we started. <laughs> that, was that was a lot of fun. 
me and the gang want to say a huge thank you to everyone out there listening tabletop vagabonds would not be the same without you folks being part of our journey so thank you for being part of tabletop vagabonds and thank you for just being you really i think i can speak for us all when i say that we've all had a blast recording these episodes for you and knowing that you guys have been listening and enjoying has really brightened the end of 2020 so here's to a much brighter and svartfilled 2021 thank you very much looking forward to seeing what happens next we appreciate each and every one of you look after yourselves have fun stay safe have a lovely holidays from all of us here at the tabletop vagabonds merry svartmas everybody merry svartmas merry svartmas and a very svarty new year absolutely <laughs> don't eat too many gnomes <laughs> <laughs> that's from all of us now and we'll see you next year hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish it could be Spotmas every day. <laughs> <laughs>